Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning to is a numbers game in Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. So much going on how you doing kelly good i'm doing great i'm doing great i'm still trying to figure out my coffee routine down here at the d so uh yeah just grab some dunkin donuts downtown today uh we're gonna we're give that a shot on the show today you are opting for dunkin over the mcdonald's coffee that's in the building yeah the mcdonald's in the d is hopping yeah, you know it no. is it, it's a popular spot to be at this time this time of morning or night depending on yeah. who you are and maybe what the date is uh, but yeah, we got an active Fremont Street out there the, the, this early on uh, right, morning well, after Halloween. We hope you work it out. <laughs> uh, we got so much to get to, and literally, like barely any of it is the actual World Series. We'll get Jason Weingarten to chime in on what is another coin flip tonight, as the Rangers take a three to one uh, lead in the series last night. We'll talk to Will Hill, all his plays across the sports betting landscape. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, talk NFL with us as well, and our own Mike Pritchard. Pritch, back from Cancun. Oh, we got to find out how he was in Cancun. He sent me a picture. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, man. Should I just surprise him on air with it? Yeah, you should. Yeah, I think, I think you should. Uh, and then, of course, the NFL trade deadline yesterday. We have a coach firing. We've got to get into all of it. First of all, 90 seconds on the World Series. Uh, five runs for the Rangers in the second, five runs for the Rangers in the third, all with two out. And uh, the Rangers take a 10 to, 10 to nothing lead over the Diamondbacks. They coast into an 11-7 victory. And, Kelly, here are your ratings for games one, two, and three. You ready? Game one, 9.172 million. Game two, 8.15 million. Game three, 8.126 million on Fox. I cannot wait to find out what the number was from last night with that blowout. Yeah. yeah. And on Halloween. And it's and the, and the biggest crime from our perspective is it's not bettable. It literally was a coin flip yesterday, and it should have been, despite the fact that it got to a 10 to nothing lead. It's a coin flip today between Eovaldi and Gallen. Again, we'll see if Jason has something to chime in on with that. But good on the Rangers. Bruce Bochy, one win away from his fourth World Series title on the Mount Rushmore of managers, certainly of our lifetime, if not beyond. But the Rangers as a franchise have been one strike away a couple times 12 years ago, so uh, they're certainly not going to take anything for granted down in Texas. But game, uh, game five tonight at Arizona, where, again, the Rangers, they haven't lost a single game on the road this postseason. Just unbelievable. Um, okay, NFL trade deadline. Interesting moves yesterday all around the league, specifically when it came to the Washington Commodores. The commodes decided, right as we were getting off air yesterday, so 22 hours ago, I see it flash up on a screen behind Kelly, breaking news, Washington trades Montez Sweat, 26th uh, pick 
in the 2019 NFL draft who Washington had traded up for in that draft. He has been an awesome player for Washington through the years here. Uh, he gets traded to the Bears for a second-round pick. When you talk about the Chicago Bears, that's essentially a de facto late first-round pick because it's probably going to be a top 40 pick, if you will. So let me just go, if you're a Washington, just to give you the context of the Washington franchise before this season, you had signed Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, your two Alabama uh, defensive tackles to long-term deals, not to mention signing the incomparable Terry McLaurin to a long-term deal and then having, you know, down the road to deal with a possible long-term deal for Sam Howell. And by the way, those who scoff at Sam Howell, I don't know why you're scoffing at Sam Howell. He's done everything great. He just has no offensive line. Uh, so he's getting killed. So they had to make a choice. The, the, con- the, the sort of construct for Washington before this offseason was, okay, you committed that money to Payne and Allen on defense. You can't pay everybody. You're going to have to choose between Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And so the consensus, and I think every Washington fan worth his or her salt, was like, okay, the person to go is Chase Young. Because Montez Sweat has been way more productive over the years. Uh, so when I saw that come down yesterday... And although Chase Young had played a little better this year, it wasn't enough to change that calculus. When that that came down, I was like, wow, they traded Sweat. I get it, though, because it's a great draft pick. I guess they decided they're going to keep Young? No, because then shortly thereafter, uh, Washington uh, trades Chase Young, the number two pick of the 2020 draft, to San Francisco for a third-round draft pick. Now, from a Washington perspective... I get the sweat trade. I think they, they probably should have tried to milk more out of the Niners, try to get a second out of them for Chase Young. They did not. Uh, they'll get what one of uh, San Francisco's compensatory picks in the, in the third round for Chase Young. For the Niners, it's John Lynch once again trying, and good on him for trying to get something going across that defensive line from Nick Bosa. Uh, the, you know, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Randy Gregory, they've tried lots of things. So they get a rental here at, at the very least on Chase Young for eight games, uh, and they'll see how he fares for the Niners. But just to give you, again, just historical context, Chase Young was the number two pick, Kelly, in a draft where Joe Burrow went first, Tua went fifth, and Justin Herbert went sixth. You got to make a number two pl- uh, pick count. And Chase Young has just been beyond riddled with injuries. He had the ACL injury. I had a neck thing at the beginning of this year, but it's really the the knee, the catastrophic knee injury. But he just hasn't been productive. And and also from just a Washington historical perspective, if you go back to the 2001 draft, was it, or the 2000 draft? Don't hold me to that now. Uh, But the the year where Washington got LeVar Arrington second and Chris Samuels third. Chris Samuels, third pick in the draft, Six-time Pro Bowler, Washington Ring of Fame, exactly what you want with a number three pick in the draft. You've got to make those picks count. LeVar Arrington, who had a great college career, and it was the beginning, really, was the, the, the guy who started the whole Stick City thing at Penn State, wearing number 11, had a great college career. But nobody looks back at LeVar Arrington's pro career and says, oh, my God, what a great career. Yet, at this point in his career, and I get it, he's a linebacker, Chase Young's a defensive lineman, at this point in his career, he had already gone to three Pro Bowls. Yeah, that dude was a beast. Yeah. So it, it, even in that historical context, Chase Young has just been this unbelievable underperformer. So uh, love the, you know, Sweat's a great player. I don't know why the Bears were in buy mode, quite frankly, but he's, <laughs> he's a good player. Uh, Washington did very well with that trade, even though I love Sweat. And Chase Young, although I would have wanted more for Washington, I don't think there's anybody shedding a tear in Washington that Chase Young is gone. DeMatha High School's Chase Young, by the way, which is known as a uh, – a high school basketball powerhouse under Morgan Wooten more than a uh, than a football 
uh, powerhouse. What does it mean in terms of lines this week? Washington goes to a three-and-a-half-point dog against New England. Quite frankly, Kelly, I think that's an overreaction. I would not, like, race to bet New England on that. To me, that's Washington or, or not in that game, getting the three in the hook. Um, I think the biggest move made yesterday, quite frankly. Yeah, just real quick, Gil, just to follow up on that. I think, yeah. that, I think that move's probably a little too much, too. I mean, you go by DVOA. Washington with the 30th-ranked pass rush in the NFL. Uh, it's one of those, okay, you traded away two two key pieces, but two key – we always talk about this with college football, right? You traded away two key pieces on a, on a, on a front that was already – meh at best to bad how much worse is that really going to make it is it worth a move from two and a half to three and a half not really sure on that I don't know what the Bears are doing I, I like Montez Sweat as much as the next guy but I don't know what that move is uh I think the best move made yesterday and this by the way is also why for like a Washington perspective you you ended up having you know you ended up going around saying oh we got a great defensive front great front seven well you still gave up 38 points to Philadelphia last week right like yeah, right, exactly. And, and you're still. You're That's what I'm okay with them blowing it up. You're 31st in scoring defense. You're 29th in yards per game defense. So you got to blow it up. You're, you've already committed 14 million plus right. annually to Allen and Payne. Uh, I think the best move at the trade deadline is one that's not going to be talked about very much yesterday, which is the Jaguars bolstering their offensive line and getting the Vikings Ezra Cleveland, who's another guy like Chase Young, who's on an expiring contract. I think that's exactly what Jacksonville needed to do, bolster that offensive line, whereas a team like Washington now, bolstering their, themselves with draft picks, ought to commit those assets to offensive line help and help this poor kid, Sam Howell. So good on the Jaguars for picking up Ezra Cleveland. Uh, the other big move happened, you know, a night after we heard that James Harden was traded in the middle of the night, middle of the night meaning half the country was already asleep. Yeah, what's with this? Last night after 11 p.m. Pacific, break. Josh McDaniels, fired by the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, here's the thing. Those of us who have Matt Eberflus tickets like myself, I had him north of 15 to 1. You said it off air. Great handicap, bad result. <laughs> but as, as soon as the Bears beat the, the commodes earlier this year, you knew I wasn't yeah. going to win that one, even though it was like well-conceived bet. By the way, he lost his defensive coordinator under strange circumstances earlier this year. The, running's back, the running backs coach just got fired this morning. And yet Eberflus still has a job. Uh, but McDaniels... <laughs> and they traded. They tra- traded for a big piece yesterday. That's like, right. Like, is he here next year? What are we, what are we guess, doing? I guess. Josh McDaniels, ever since he went 6-0 and as the head coach of the Denver Broncos in 2009, his career record as a head coach in the NFL is 14-33. and 14-33. and And remember, those first six games... Former Broncos linebacker DJ Williams claims they cheated their way to 6-0. He's like, I've never been so prepared for six games in my life. You know what happened? We got found out. Turns out we were cheating the whole time. So Josh McDaniels goes by the wayside. And, you know, we do guessing lines each and every Monday, Kelly. And I just, you know, all the things, there's so many details in every game of every year. If we had to pick one moment in guessing lines this year, a best of moment, I just want to take you back real quick for 30 seconds to week three. The Raiders hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The score is 23-15. to 15. Steelers with 4.35 left in the game. Raiders start at their own 48. They get to a 4th and 1 at the Pittsburgh 25 with 3.15 left. Snap infraction moves it back to 4th and 6. And McDaniels inexplicably lines his team up for a field goal. Because if you can cut a one-score game to a one-score <laughs> game at that point, you just have to do it. And then he got bailed out by a leverage call on the Steelers. It got to 4th and 4 at the Pittsburgh 8 with 2.25 left down 8. And he decided to kick a field goal. Daniel Carlson, 
26-yarder, 23 to 18. You know what happened next. Steelers got the first down. They, they, they had the ball the rest of the way except for the last 12 seconds. So essentially the Raiders traded a fourth and four at the eight for a fourth and 85. Josh McDaniels in one snapshot moment. Disaster. I like the Bears, though. I don't get what they did yesterday. So you let the coach go, but then you hold on to some of these pieces. You could have gotten a lot for Devontae Adams. Makes no sense. Congratulations to Antonio Pierce. Big news in the valet of my building this morning. People rejoicing. My, uh... Was he your neighbor or something? Yeah, he's in my building. Antonio Pierce, the interim coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Good on you. We're coming back. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on the NFL. Next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better. And with our new Sports Equinox special, there's no better time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now and get full VEASAN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120, including daily best bets, unlimited access to our betting splits, plus all our exclusive betting content for the MLB playoffs, college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, the NBA, and NHL regular seasons, and the NFL draft. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada at the D. Of course, the other big move that happened yesterday, Kelly, and I gave you a multiple choice yesterday on the show. I was like, oh, why do you think Clayton Toon is starting for the Cardinals? And choice A was because there's a trade afoot, and you did not choose choice number I did a. not choose that. No. You did not, did choose, not that. choose that. So Joshua Dobbs traded to the Vikings, which makes complete sense. Vikings with the Kirk Cousins Achilles injury now have Dobbs in the fold, though he will not start this week. But he is, uh, shall we say, on deck. Yeah, interested to hear what uh, what, what Eric Eager has to say about that because yep. that is a 
we, you know, we kind of applauded Dobbs for what he did for the Cardinals. We still only, only get one win out of it. And then are we maybe swinging too far the other way where the Vikings think he's really going to be able to lead you to a playoff berth? That seventh spot in the uh, NFC is wide open. Eric Eager joins us now, host of the Sumer Sports Show at Sumer Sports. Uh, vice President over there at Sumer Sports is Dr. Eric Eager joining us now. How you doing, Eric? Gail, Kelly, I'm, I'm doing well. I uh, th Yesterday was kind of a whirlwind, and then... For those that were able to stay up till 1 a.m. Eastern, like they got the, the final news. Yes, they got the final news of Josh McDaniels. Let me, let me just ask you this. What of all of that, put it, in the, put it in the blender, what's the single most impactful thing that happened yesterday, either short-term or long-term? I think, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the Raiders stuff is probably the most impactful um, obviously now I think like people who are Vegas fans will quip and say, um, you know, it's, they've, they've changed coaches a million times since, you know, Bill Callahan took him to the Super Bowl in 2002 and nothing's ever changed. But I do think at some point, you know, when the owner, Mark Davis, you know, is, is, um, paying all this guaranteed money, uh, you know, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, there probably is some soul searching at this point, but as far as on field stuff, I do think it is Josh Dobbs. I think that Minnesota yesterday had a kind of a fork in the road where they could have traded Daniel Hunter for a second round pick. They could have maybe traded Harrison Smith uh, to a contender. And instead they they're like, look at the NFC easy schedule coming up. We're just going to try to get on the green with our quarterback and lean on Brian Flores' defense that, frankly, has been pretty good, uh, you know, since the early part of the season. And, you know, to me, that's, that's interesting, right, because that kind of, you know, pushes a few teams down in the NFC. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think that leaves open a, a playoff spot for Minnesota to come in and, and take, even though right now they're probably at their weakest. Yeah, I, I said in the first segment, I said Ezra Cleveland at Jaguars is the, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, the sneaky under the radar move for a team yesterday. We're, we're doing uh, power rankings, as everybody does. And I'm just curious because I'm taking a survey. Who do you have one through five in yours? Oh, good question. Um, I, Kansas City is first for me. Um, and and SumerSports.com backslash league table. It's a little bit. Uh, different than what I'd have internally, but I go Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Philadelphia. Buffalo's still up there. Cincinnati fourth. I like it. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I mean we yeah. it, it, we have enough information to know that Cincinnati's back, right? For sure. Who do you have rated lower than most people do? Like who who would look at your rankings and be like, oh wow, okay, that's interesting. Um, good question. Uh, I have. Seattle 12th, maybe that's, maybe that's where people have them. But to me, it's still, I know they're five and two. I know that they have the division lead. Gino has been okay. It's kind of rough around the edges there right now. Now they did get Leonard Williams, uh, which I'm, I'm a fan of. Um, they paid a lot for him, which, which means that they're kind of going as far as uh, this season, they're going all in. Um, but I, I like Seattle uh, decently here. What you, um, as a team that's like overvalued, I, I would look at Seattle. What do you? What are your favorite plays? What have you bet thus far this week? What are you looking to bet? So my favorite. So right now, um, and some of these, I'm gonna look at like wildly available. I mean, I do like Kansas City minus two, minus two and a half. I think that that is should be three. 
Um, I think people are overreacting to uh, a loss where their quarterback had, you know, the flu. Um, I do like your commies, Gil, at like plus three and a half Me against too. New England. I know, yeah. I know that a lot of uh, services, when they when the inside information came out that they were trading both edge players, kind of moved on that. But I, we need New England to win by margin in an NFL game in 2023. That feels uh, bad. I like Tampa Bay getting getting a field goal or so in Houston. Um, and then I like the Giants getting, uh, I, and I'm not exactly sure if that's wildly available anymore, but I, early in the week, Giants plus three, I thought was a, a solid look. And then lastly, Dallas getting a field goal uh, against Philadelphia to me. Um, I think that Dallas and Philadelphia are more equally yoked uh, than, than many people do. Giants one-point dogs now against the Raiders. Uh, shop around. We're showing two here consensus. Uh, I'm with you on Washington. I just feel like, again, you know, this is this is a great lesson in so for the new better or the uh, the newish better about you know what do players mean to a line. And typically, it's only quarterbacks that really move right. the line with any significance. And here you have two edge rushers. And again, I'll say it again. As, as great as it was walking around saying, oh, my God, look at all these players they have on the defensive line and the defensive front. Washington is still ranked 31st in scoring defense, 29th in yards per game on defense. And as, as much of an impact as Sweat had, it, collectively, it didn't really amount to much. I mean, that team had so many more problems, offensive line being the biggest, also in the secondary. So I'm not sure in the end, right, removing those players. Some, some, I mean, somebody argue, oh, well, now they'll suck even more. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd, I'd move that through the three on that news. I really don't. So I'm with you. Like, if anything, it's Washington plus the three and a half in that game to me. Well, exactly. Actually, I have, I'm, I'm working on this a little bit. I can just give you a little bit. Like, my numbers, when you look at non-quarterbacks, you know, you're talking about, like, Miles Garrett's worth about a point. Uh, Tyree Kill's worth about a point. Um, guys like Denzel Ward worth about a point or so. Like, that's kind of the upper bound as much. Now, the, the issue is, is, is what's called cluster injuries or cluster absences, which is like, but at defensive end, it's not, like, it's not as big of a deal as let's say they traded both of their corners. Like that would have been a kind of a nonlinear effect, but you know, like, yeah, to your point, it's not even, it's moving through the three, which is a huge percentage change in a game that I don't really understand. What's, what's the moving forward here? Cause we're, we're about to enter the, you know, about to come to the halfway point of the season. Obviously it's hard now with buys and it says 17 game schedule for an exact halfway point. But what's the thing that you are most most curious, or, or your opinion might be the most different from conventional wisdom, where you're like, let me see if this manifests. What excites you the most about the second half of the season? I, good question. I, to me, it's the AFC East race. I like Buffalo, as I said. I make Miami eighth in power ratings, which, I mean, that's not that much. It's only like a point different than Buffalo. But I, I'm interested because right now the market has, Buffalo as a, as a pretty big underdog to win that division. Um, whereas I see it like, you, you know, this weekend Miami loses Kansas city, Buffalo upset Cincinnati. And like, we're right where we started again. So that's one that I'm interested in. The other one, Gil is when you think about Monday night football, you think about Sunday night football, all these games that offenses are actually playing relatively well, but the game still goes under because of pace and it's because NFL defenses have gotten pretty good at stopping the run, even with light boxes. I'm wondering if we see more passing in the NFL in the second half. Passing success rate, I think people are surprised by this. Passing success rate so far this year is about the same as it was last year. 
rushing success rate has taken a nosedive. And, you know, everybody said, oh, this is, you know, the league is cyclical. And now that you have the light boxes, teams are going to run more. For the most part, that has not really materialized and they haven't run better. And so I wonder if teams adjust and just throw the ball more in the second half and we see more scoring. Interesting. All right, rapid fire here, because Kelly and I were talking about these three award categories yesterday. I'm curious, your take. You can either give us who you think is the person right now or what the best bet is moving forward. MVP, who do you got? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Wow. That would be your bet right now, or you think he is the MVP right now? Well, he's leading the league in EPA generated per pass play, which is generally the marker that will give you. But he's also, what, like 13, 14 to 1, depending upon where you look. And so it's also the best bet. Offensive player of the year, same question. Christian McCaffrey is the offensive player of the year right now. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, by default. We were, we were, yeah, I mean, he's played well. Yeah, he has. More than Puka Nakua, huh? Just because he's a quarterback. Yeah, because, well, for one, I just, how much longer is Stafford going to play, right? And so this thing's going to kind of go south, I think, for the whole Rams offense. But um, Stroud, Stroud elevating a Houston franchise that has been in the dumps for a few years and making it relevant, I think will win him the award. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably right about that last one, even though... Again, I think with the absence of Stafford, all of a sudden Nakua is going to become the man again. That's just my theory. Thank you, Eric. Always a pleasure, man. Of course. Have a good one. Dr. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports at Eric Eager underscore on Twitter. Will Hill next with all his plays. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. All right. We got to take a break, talk about Zinn nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zinn nicotine pouches are already there. Sell millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zinn. Zinn's made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. What's Bill Eighty's favorite uh, flavor? Wintergreen? Wintergreen. Wintergreen. It's available in two strengths, so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Um... We always uh, intend, or at least I do, to to mention everything that pops in your head uh, Sundays and then Monday nights and that kind of thing. And then inevitably we get to most of it, but something, oh, I forgot to mention this was one thing. Under the category of absolutely meaningless, but something I noticed. Monday night, uh, it was baseball on one side of the screen and it was uh, it was football on the other. And Jameer Gibbs runs in from 27 yards out. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. Okay. So he runs in from 27 yards out, and he does this sort of Lambo leap thing at oh, Ford okay. Field. Yeah, yeah. You do know where I'm yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, so I don't really think about it, but I, I, I was like, wow, that was interesting. And I, don't, I, I file it away in my brain, but I, it just sort of gets lodged back there. Yesterday, my brother texts me. He goes, hey, did you see that run? I go, yeah, why? He goes, did you see what happened afterwards? I was like, oh, yeah. So for those who missed this, Jameer Gibbs leaps up at Ford Field into the stands, and this... Very average-sized blonde woman who was fit, but very average size, mm-hmm. appears to hoist him with her own strength 
into the stands single-handedly. <laughs> it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It was a feat of strength that you don't often see. Did you did you get it that way? I, 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 saw, the, I saw him very easily get up there. I guess I didn't... Uh, oh, you got to watch yeah, the Yeah, I didn't dial in on that right it's away. It's unbelievable. But. Yeah, he was just up full in the stands hanging. He kind of Spider-Manned it, but like, she, it's amazing. You got to watch the video. Also, like NFL celebration rules have there. There's no like, like, what's a what's a penalty and what's not? Like a guy can just get up in the stands. Like what? What if he went ten ten rows further up? You well, know they, what I mean? They never, like, they never flagged the Lambo leap though. No, I know, but like at what point is it ridiculous? Like he's fully in the stands. Okay, <laughs> you want a uh, something in the statutes that says row three, you're getting flagged. <laughs> I mean, God, God forbid they pick up a pylon and use it as a putter or something yeah, like that. No. But he's up in the up in the stands partying with everybody. It's an amazing feat of strength. You got to watch the replay. Will Hill joins us now. He notices such random things, although perhaps not this. You can follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. He's the star of not only the Megapod this week. Our Megapod guest is the great Matt Brown. Ho, ho, Feaston's own. He's also the uh, star of Bear Bets Pod, college and pro football with the Bear, Chris Velikas. Will Hill, everybody. What's happening? Boys, what's going on? Could be the final day of the baseball season. Kind of a, a weird feeling here. And uh, it's funny. I, I just did my, my column for Fox. and I, I referenced that 2011 World Series where the Rangers were a strike away multiple times. Yes. It's, it's hard to believe that's 12 years ago. And, man, you just you, you go back and, and you read the box scores and the write-ups from that night. And just uh, I, I think it's the best baseball game I've ever seen. Maybe the best game I've ever seen, period. Just a wild game. And uh, so, like you said, Texas not taking anything for granted, but it should be interesting tonight. It is maybe the most underrated World Series and certainly Insane. the most underrated World Series game of all time, Game 6 of the Cardinals and the Rangers where uh, Freeze put it over Nelson Cruz's head. Some people say Nelson Cruz misplayed it in right field and that was in the ninth, right? That was in the ninth inning. They went up again two runs on a Josh Hamilton home run. Josh Hamilton, by the way. Then they tied it up in the second in that inning and then the freeze home run, we will see you tomorrow night, as, as Joe Buck tributed his dad, Jack Buck. Um, and then in Game 7, they led 2 nothing, which I think people forget. It, it was like, all right, you know, is, is there going to be a hangover? They're just dead. And it's like, all right, 2 nothing right away. All right, we're back in good shape. So, yeah, just a, a cruel, cruel loss for the yeah. Rangers. But that happens a lot. Didn't, didn't after the, uh, the ball through Mookie's legs in the 86 World Series, didn't the Red Sox lead in Game 7-2 of that I series? 3 nothing in yeah. the sixth inning the next night, yes. yeah. Okay, about that game tonight, coin flip. Eovaldi, Gallon, you got anything? Uh, not on the side of the total. I did play Eovaldi over 4.5 Ks. If you look at him this postseason, he's averaging over 7 Ks per start. He's like 30 innings, 36 Ks. He's gone over this four and a half figure, four out of his five starts. He's gone way over a few times. He's got a few nine strikeout games, an eight, a seven. Uh, when he went under the one time, it was four. So, you know, we've talked about Bochy. He's an old school manager. He's more of a throwback. He's going to let his pitchers work through jams. We saw him let Evaldi work out of the jam in game two of the ALCS. Bases loaded, nobody out in the fifth inning. 90% of managers are pulling their pitcher. He let Evaldi work out of it, which he did. So, I don't know if you can get five plus, five and a third, five and two thirds, something out of Eovaldi. Getting to five strikeouts to me is reasonable. So I did play uh, over four and a half Ks for Eovaldi. I don't have a feel for the side. It feels over, especially the way Texas jumped on him last night. It feels like this is inevitable. 
if you're making the case for Arizona, like if you're Arizona's manager, you say, hey, we got our ace on the mound tonight. He's been much better at home. He hasn't been good in these playoffs, but he's been much better at home. If we can just win tonight, we're one win away where we could force a game seven with, with Kelly on game six, Kelly in game six. And Texas doesn't have a pitcher for game seven. It's supposed to be Scherzer. He's off the roster. Garcia's off the roster. So, hey, just win tonight. We're one win away from forcing a game seven. That That's what you tell yourself if you're Arizona. I don't know that I buy it. I think Texas... I, know, I got a feeling they close them out tonight. I was just going to say, did you just advocate a Diamondbacks plus six fifty bet mm-hmm. to win this? Is that what I heard? No. I would. Need, I would probably need a little more than plus six fifty though. Okay. All right. Shop around, everybody. All right. Uh, National Football League week number nine. What did you land on? Uh, I like Dallas too. I, I, met, I heard uh, Eric in the last segment. I agree with him. These are pretty even teams. Philly sort of up and down. Um, and, and I don't think Hertz is completely healthy. Remember, he had a knee brace on after the game a couple of weeks ago. He did not run the ball at all on Sunday. I think it was one carry for seven yards. So if you got a bulky knee, that's not the right team to face. Dallas with that pass rush, I think that could be a factor. So uh, I don't know if they have any rushing props up yet. Probably a little early for that. But look for maybe a Hertz under rushing prop again. Dallas plus three. This is the stretch for Philly. You don't want to say they can put the division away with a win here because the schedule is brutal coming up, but this is interesting where they get Dallas twice, they get San Francisco, they get the Bills, they get the Chiefs. So something to keep an eye on. If you do think Dallas can win this game, I don't know if you you want to jump in with the division plus 160, plus 170 now, but I do like Dallas plus the three. Um, And I played Saints to win the division plus 140 and Saints minus 150 to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not a car guy. I'm not a fan of the Saints, but they're four and four. Their schedule is so easy. They get the Bears at home this week. They still have home games against the Panthers. They play all these teams are crappy in the NFC South, so they all play each other. But with that team, with that schedule, they should be able to get to nine wins. And and it's just it's hard to get to seven playoff teams in the NFC, especially with Cousins getting hurt, Stafford getting hurt. I don't think Dobbs can get the Vikings to the playoffs. I wouldn't think so. To me, Saints minus 150 to make the playoffs is cheap and they probably win that division by default. It's such a, such an odd division, but I, I think at plus 140, it's a good bet, especially with their schedule. Yeah, Kelly are going to do adjusted uh, season win totals uh, later on. We were doing it earlier this year. The NFC South, it's almost impossible to, to like, fade these teams with their schedule. I, I do have a fade on an NFC South team coming up, though, on an adjusted season win total. But it's so hard because their schedules are so easy. Yeah, they really, they, yeah the win totals, yes, absolutely. I, I think if you're getting plus money on the Saints, I, I actually like this bet, too. Yeah. I, I hate this team. They, they're complete underperformers. But you gotta, someone's got to win the division, right? I think, I think it's a good bet, Will. And you're, like the, and you're the third person, Will, on this show in two days. You... Dr. Eric Eager and Drew Dinsick all on Dallas. I haven't I haven't heard a, a, yeah. a someone who I respect. I haven't heard on the Eagle side this week. Everybody on the Cowboys. Everybody on the what Cowboys. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, here's the Eagle schedule that you're referring to moving forward. They got Dallas at home this week, then a bye, then at KC, home Buffalo, home San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle. Oh, you, can, you really can't. I mean, it's almost impossible to have a, a, a tougher six-game stretch than that. If, you, if yeah. you could write it down on a piece of paper, like what's the hardest six-game stretch you could possibly think of, it, it'd still be harder to be, get more difficult than that. Let's see. At 85 Bears, at 91 Skins. Like, yeah, that, oh, that, it took that, longer that, than I thought. Yeah. I mean, you, you buried the 91 Skins <laughs> hey, did longer you, than I thought. Did, did you miss WTEM Sports Radio in the first segment this, uh, this hour? Did you miss that? Or I, I, was, I don't yeah. know why you stopped. I was waiting for the Mark <laughs> Brunel 2006 recap of that season. <laughs> Uh, all right, college football this weekend. You got a minute. What do you got? I like Army plus 18 and a half against Air Force. Anytime it's two service academies, you're going to give me 18 and a half points. I don't care who's playing. I'm going to take the 18 and a half. 
And I'm, I, took, I took USC plus three and a half. I just think Washington, it's funny, that Oregon game, I know it was only a few weeks ago. It seems like a long time ago now. Washington has not played well. They've been awful on defense. USC is going to move the ball. It's ugly, but I think you're buying low here on USC plus the three and a half. And I did play Arizona. Uh, the threes are gone. You, I, I still like them plus two and a half. I think they beat UCLA. I think Arizona and Arizona State, they've been uh, – Two, two of my kind of pet teams here where they're just they're, they're underrated, I think, every week. That coach has done a really good job. If you listen to the play-by-play guy against Oregon State, I think he thought Arizona beat Oregon. Beat Oregon. Oh, we only, this week. oh, we didn't say that last line again, Will, because you just got cut off audio. Say again, last part. Uh, Arizona, Arizona to beat UCLA. If you if you watched Arizona beat Oregon State, I think the play-by-play guy thought they beat Oregon. He was a little confused, but they did beat Oregon State, and I like him again this week. By the way, play-by-play announcing both NFL and college-wide. Ooh, there are some there are some pockets that have not gone well for a lot of guys this year. Thank you, Will. Appreciate it as always. Appreciate it. Megapod, Twitch.tv slash Goldboys Network, and Bear Bets. There it is. At not the Will Hill, two E's on the B. We'll come back. We'll talk Survivor. We'll talk adjusted season win totals. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Sports Betting Network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We get texts. We get tweets. This is from uh, Michael Montesano, who won the Booby Prize in uh, Circa the first year. He said, McCaffrey over Tyreek for Offensive Player of the Year. He's questioning Eric Eager. He says, Tyreek going to have to get 2,800 yards, I guess, to win something. He's a Tyreek guy, like myself. It, it, it could. There, there is a possibility that, yes, we, at the end of the season, we are like, how did Tyreek not win anything? Well, you and I, t- okay, I don't want to be the guy that keeps belaboring the same point, but I'm about to be that guy, <laughs> right? Because we have guys who are shattering records, 
and we just slough them off because they're not quarterbacks. You and I talked off-air yesterday about Nakua. We're like, if, if Nakua yeah. was a second-year player putting up these numbers, we'd be talking about him for Offensive Player of the Year. He's third in the league in receiving yards. And he's number one in receptions. So the fact that you, the fact that you are, if, and, and that was that we would be talking about that if he was a second year player. Yeah. He's a rookie. How is he not the go away, <laughs> hands down rookie? Like it makes no sense. None of it does. All right, all right. And so, Tyreek shattering receiving records. It makes no sense that he's not one of these award winners. Well, I mean, I mean, remove your remove your bet from your brain on on, on Tyreek. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has been simply he's been great amazing. too. He's been great too. And I also and I also said that about like I understand Stroud quarterback for a moribund right. franchise. Yeah. Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I am capable of holding two thoughts at the same time. But we have guys who are rewriting the record books. I know, I know. And we're like, eh, whatever. That's, that's right. I, I don't want to say like, I'm one of those guys that's mad whatever. I just, I think I think there is a possibility exactly whoever yes. tweeted it that we're at the end of, end of the day, we're like, Tyreek didn't win. Tyreek didn't anything. win anything. Somehow. And, and, and when real quick on the the rookie of the year, Gil, because we did we had that conversation yesterday. I'm like, it really is mind blowing when you just think of what the odds are, and you're talking about a guy that's third in receiving yards and first in receptions in the league, and he's not leading that. Having said that, with Stafford injury stuff up in the air, if, oh, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the greatest thing that's ever happened. So to him. you said that. That's why I wanted to seize it's on. It's gonna be I the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. You don't understand. His quarterback and his and his coach, but specifically his quarterback, have conspired against him ever since Cup came yeah. back in the lineup. So you're telling me though, you're Stafford's telling me you would like, rather have I, Brett Rippin throwing to him. You have a better chance of winning that award with Brett Rippin throwing. Bruh, bruh, I'd rather have Cup not around. But no, the second alternative is get Stafford out of there because Stafford's like, oh, there's Cooper. Let me throw a pick so, six. So yeah, you got to remove the Cooper Cup thing. Yeah. Like, are you re- you really saying you think you got a better chance of winning that award with Brett Rippin? I really have a better chance now that there will be no no uh, Stafford to come. No bureaucracy. No, no uh, dictatorship at quarterback. In other words, now it's going to be democratic. And so yes, somehow I do believe that. Wow. Watch it happen. Okay. Watch it happen. I'm just telling you. I know it sounds crazy, but if you've no, watched no, no, no. these games, I think we're complete oppo on that one. Because if I if I hear Stafford is out for any any considerable amount of time, I think I'm running to bet minus one forty on Stroud. Right on Stroud. Well, I can yeah. and I couldn't blame you for that because again, it's not about me changing the construct of how people sure. bet these things. We're just trying to win bets. But I'm just saying it's Meshugana that people are. No, no, it's it's think. wild. Like it's wild sitting here today, and you pull up stats and look at what Puka's I, doing. Yeah, it's. Las Vegas you do have a couple tickets, man. That could be rough. Oh, beats. Dude. Las Vegas 514. Yo, do you have any time in your busy schedule to be our GM? Just a thought. He's talking about Washington. I would love that gig. Uh, Steven Vegas. Gruden contract settle, uh, settlement still ongoing, $40 million, plus McDaniel's $40 million owed. A new coach you have to hire, probably another $10 million per. That's three high-level salaries for coaching just to be mediocre because – None of the draft picks have panned in six years. How much is coaching worth? How much is GMing did, worth did as I well? Did I hear this morning Raiders 10 head coaches in the past 12 years? I'm, I'm assuming that's counting interim. That is, that is Sounds a, about right. That is an incredible number. And uh, Chris Hartman, who used to kill Matt Brown for not kicking field goals, his Guild College Football <laughs> Show creates such consternation. Skip ahead one year, and these geniuses, in quotes, he said, will be tasked with not only who the 12 participants of the playoff will be, but also which four teams will get a bye. What could go wrong? Yeah, you're right, man. It's just going to get worse and worse. And then uh, this is from uh, Jesse Welch, who says, 
Guys, are we truly always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one? I don't know, Zinn. I think you might have the wrong, <laughs> wrong show for that. Oh, and Larry Fresh, don't you think uh, Delicious could pick you up to, uh, and put you on your roof and help you watch F1 racing for free? The things that people remember that I say. This is where the, <laughs> the morning where I was like behind Antonio Pierce and I said ahead of that I just randomly named Delicious. Um, I'm counting you, eight in the past ten years. Maybe I screwed that up by two. Did you want to real quickly before we uh, talk Survivor? Did you want to say what happened with your dad? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So so all right. So and I've talked to you about this before. My dad is a very math driven. He is a sharp math guy on that side of it. He, he is a a stats major. He's not a PhD like Eric Eager, but he is a real sharp guy with math. So most gambling overall, I, we're talking sports betting, casino. He stays away from unless he has he sees a huge edge, right? And sports betting, like he's like the rest of us. He loves playing in Circa Millions and Survivor because he loves the NFL. And, you know, once in a while he'll put a few bucks down on a game, especially when casino games. He, he, like it, Casino games, you're not getting my dad near a casino game when he knows he doesn't have an edge. But my dad likes to have a cocktail or two, okay? So he's been in town the past few days, spending time with him. And they're staying over at the Venetian. So a couple nights ago, I'm out there, uh, out there, and I'm showing him, like, hey, slow play these video poker machines. You can get some free drinks that aren't costing you 25 bucks a pop. Slow play these. I'll show you how to play it right, yada, yada, yada. He's kind of watching me play the first time. And yesterday, he finally goes to his own machine to play by himself for his first time ever playing video poker within, within 10 minutes. And I'm going to say within eight spins because he was not it's not like he was sitting there going fast royal flush <laughs> i haven't hit one i haven't hit one in five years of living out here gil i haven't hit one in five years of living out and here. and your reaction was oh i don't i don't know i think i texted you some horrible yes, things i did. mean it was a bleep you are you kidding me <laughs> kelly <Are> kelly <laughs> had no happiness for his father I believe I, I, you. I believe I texted you. I hope he develops a, de a debilitating gambling that's, problem now. That's right. <laughs> it was uh, incredible. I mean, it's just, it's Vegas, though. Isn't that Vegas? It's amazing. And betting is such a reflection of the human condition that your first reaction, it's like the Ron Flatter. We had a guy, uh, one of VEASAN's, I think, first found Dave Berg, who, who hit like a, a trifecta in the first derby we had in the history of VEASAN, <laughs> and Flatter on air was so disgusted by this. He goes, oh, God. <laughs> That's your reaction to your dad. Oh, it was great. It was great. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, as far as Survivor, I'm just going to – first of all, our bets, we, we always say we want to repeat what bets we made if you miss guessing lines. I have Cincinnati in the account, minus two and a half, hosting the Buffalo Bills. I guessed four. I took a minus two and a half. I, that's the only one I have so far because this was a sparse week. I think I might take the commodes plus three and a half now because I just, I just don't think the absence of sweat and, and chase – means anything to it really in the wash you got you're the patriots yeah could i lose sure i could but i'll take the three in the hook i i, I think it's a, i might end up that way too we, we always make this joke about college football it's always the you know the beginning of every college football season it's oh team x is returning you know 18 starters this year and you're like well yeah but they won two games last year so oh, is so that a good thing you know dr I mean? bob's biggest pet peeve <laughs> so, so what if you have eight it's every college well they're returning 18 starters yeah but they suck <laughs> you're like they sucked so yeah. if, if your pass rush was mediocre to bad with what they had in washington and you're losing those two guys and we're going from two and a half to three and a half which yes is a massive jump a massive jump i I'm, I'm with you i lean that way Bengals yeah. the only bet i've made so far you i still haven't made a 
single bet other than that. I am looking. We'll do teaser time tomorrow. Um, I haven't made a single teaser bet this week either. Literally, the only thing I've bet was Bengals money line as soon as that opened. Um, I think the Saints are a really good teaser leg this week, and I don't think I've bet on the Saints once this year. I just don't know what to pair them with, Gil. Survivor, uh, this is going to be no breaking news to anybody, but again, this is what I this is what I had when I was still in it after week three, mapping it out. I lost when the uh, Commanders lost to the Bears back uh, some weeks ago now, but I had in my notes, and I would have gotten this far beyond that if I had gotten that one right, I had New Orleans slash Cleveland. And right now they're the two biggest spreads on the board, um, so they got that part right. Cleveland's an eight-point favorite against Clayton Toon in the Cardinals. And New Orleans, an eight-point favorite now against Montez Sweat and the Bears. <laughs> so I, I just don't, you know, like, to me, you got to, if you have those two teams available, I, the percentages are going to be high. I just don't know where else you would go to be cute. I don't think right. there's another yeah. place to go to be cute. You know, I'm good. I, in, 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 no, I hear you. I hear you. That's that. I would be going Saints survivor. Some some people will take the Falcons over Jaron Hall in the Vikings. It's Jaron Hall this week, not Josh Dobbs. I don't trust the Falcons at all. Hey, we don't know who that quarterback is. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Heineke, but they haven't announced that yet. Yeah, we'll see what the uh, concussion uh, drift is for for Desmond Ritter on that. But yeah, I think you, I think you have to do that. Good luck. Over 1,200 entries still remaining in Circa. And by the way, Kelly doing well in millions. We've got to talk about that. Levitard next on DK. We're coming back with Pritch. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.